0: So hi folks, hello hello once again and you're very welcome along to another program, to another edition of Down Your Way. This week I'm in the hideout outside Monard. Absolutely brilliant! The opening program, the opening music, of course. Oh, absolutely brilliant music here. We're here in the hideout, here in
1: uh, in Salahead. How How you doing, Pat? To me, I'm very well. I'm very enjoying the music. Absolutely Don't. Fantastic pleasure. here. Great, great entertainment and great old buzz here. You have
0: the music regularly down here,
1: do you? The less under very much, okay, okay. except for. Christmas week or whatever we'll skip that one but we'll make the best of the rest of them
0: yeah, the best of it, yeah. so this is what you up with this kind of music for the most part was it it is
1: it is I suppose I was a bit of the Joe Dolan and that kind of a day yeah. so um, took me from my other careers back along to that age group so we're quite happy to be where we well. are so Donny up there uh, taught you going to school he did he did I remember Donny. I was uh, in fifth year when Donny arrived to uh, the uh, vocational school in Tip at the time from his, uh, he started out in the in the army where he trained to be a teacher and uh, I remember he arriving and I was class captain and we got to know one another very well along the way
2: Absolutely,
1: uh, a great guy, Johnny Cullen
0: no questions.
1: Top class couldn't meet better great. How
2: did
0: you get to have this place here in, in Monard or in Salahead?
1: Well I suppose I changed my lifestyle a good few times along the way I was, uh, started out farming, still doing a small bit of farming but um, I went from farming into the shopkeeping business and then I bought a pub later. So it was kind of an accidental route I took because when I went to get bigger into the farming place, um, this motorway that we still expected to come was coming at the time that I couldn't get planning for a milk and parlor. So I went back to the bank and I looked for another bit of funding and I finished up buying the shop. So my career changed without I making a plan to change. So finished up to the pub I had an interest in at the time, so I finished up buying the local pub, which is going well. It's fantastic. shopping doing brilliant up there for you? Tis, it's going very well, tis, I must say. We have a great staff, like, uh, and it's all about your staff. Like, uh, when it comes down to you might be a family or whatever, but, it is down to having 25 or 20-odd 20 people around you, and they are pulling their weight, and I must say, I have a great staff up there, absolutely okay. superb. Is it run by Sentry, is it? It is doing... a Mace shop, it is a yeah, Mace, Mace shop, shop. Okay. yeah, BWD would be the backers, as such, through the Mace brand. But... Um, like we have to say uh, we've been very loyal with him back the years and it has been very good no so no so long it last so
0: you had no real experience in, in shops and
1: serving customers and all of that uh, to your life no I suppose the day I bought the shop I'd pair well Wellertons
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: so uh, when I'd done a deal with uh, Marcy Gleason for the shop at the time um, that night that I dealt with him I was Top-class farming at the time, and a bit of machinery and things. So, I had a deal with yourself even in the machinery That's many it. moons ago. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's really so, did you ever think that we'd be down recording here in the highway?
1: No, I didn't think uh, things uh, take such a change. Yeah. 25 years on. Yeah. So, but you should always be ready for change. Yeah. So.
0: You know, like, you're a man that had great adventurous ideas and ideas about you and all the rest, but even to go into the pub business was probably not too easy either.
1: No, no, it would be. It was totally... I thought the shop took me to the pub. I just have... a liking for the pub business, which it has even... The pub business has changed so much in the last few years. Like, uh, now, the rural pubs, I think, still are, as a place for them. But the driving, the smoking van, everything had a major effect on the pub. And, like... You go to uh, tip town at the minute now, you have no... Uh, you're, you're lacking how to find a taxi, like, a search for drinking there. Like, we can blame what we like, but, like, we talk about accidents on the road. Like, there's so many cars on the road, there's so many other things, facts that come into it. So, you have to take it to the meters. Tell me about the monument
0: here, and I know we're going to be talking about it later on. Uh i that a huge attraction here for the pub as well
1: it is it is and even since the bit of work was done around it and tidying up and the years that we had there was a uh, from the 22 and the 19 so between it's it's uh, you'll meet more and more strangers every day coming on to see this so like i must say it is a tis an attraction it is and we have a fabulous church here in salad like uh, there's Harry Clark windows in the church over there. They're just absolutely fabulous. They, uh, if it were into your art, you wouldn't get the likes only in a few places through the country. So, no, we've a lot going for us. So. You're
0: really in the centre of things right here, aren't
1: you? Well, we have... We have it's tis an area that should be built up an awful lot more because I just think, like, with our railway track, which is the centre point of the country, From you want to go to Dublin, you want to go to Limerick, you want to go to Cork, wherever you want to go like the railway station should be the way we should be we should have a thousand houses above around us because like you can work with your computer your phone your laptop go to work why, why not have the facility and we have everything around us from a school to a truck to a shop to a pub to a racetrack which we hope our racetrack is going to be developed in the next we got planning come through in the last week first and there's going to be a massive spin there hopefully all going above board so we're looking forward to it being very positive. And the golf course, which is second to none, which a friend of mine bought. I
0: should look at the,
1: the Limerick Junction. The, as you say, the rail track is the centre of activity too. It is. It is totally. Tis especially when you want to uh, take cars off the road and make things more. Absolutely top class. If we could, I think it is the way it should go. It should be. So, no, so.
0: We could talk about it are the GA towards here. Of, I'm sure people are looking for support from you guys here. You have a pub in the shop and all of that.
1: Well, when you have, you're expected. to, uh, I suppose at times you would say, "What am I or whatever?" But I suppose that that depends on you at the same time, and you have to kind of stand up, be counted. So, but like it's good to be able to look after what you can. Just mean so we try our best. So, no after that, that the more we can do.
0: It's a real pleasure to be here in your place tonight and thanks for joining us on
1: Down Your Way. Thank you and delighted to have you here and we go back a long way. Thank you.
0: class music. We are here in Salahead. We're back just after these. Well done, lads. Indeed, you're very welcome back to Down Your Way. Eh? Clodagh the Sweeneys with me. Claudia, how are you?
3: Hi, how are you, Keeper? Uh, you have
0: an amazing amount of
3: books here in front of you. I do. Um, I wrote a book which I launched in the Talbot Hotel in Clamell on Thursday night, Kerry, My Inspiration. So It's with, about my daughter, Kerry, who was born with severe cerebral palsy and brain damage due to an incident at birth and um, she passed away on her 16th birthday and um, it just shows the inspiration of a child like my daughter Kerry and what a child like Kerry can achieve and not what she can't achieve and um, the turmoils that Kerry did go through, it's a happy story, it's a sad story but it's an inspirational story, it's reality, it's raw and honest um, no nonsense, and the tribulations she went through with HSE as well. It's
0: just an amazing story it, 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 in many parts, uh, you know, just uh, you, you know, kind of being pregnant and getting your daughter, and the next thing things go wrong. It's just, it just, it just an amazing story.
3: Yeah, you don't expect when you're going to have your child that um, something will go wrong. It was the last thing that I, I expected, to be quite honest. But um, unfortunately, the midwife that uh, the second midwife that attended wasn't fully qualified, and um, ran into problems, and there was no one there to help, and um, that's basically what happened. But at the end of the day, the way I look at it is, um, Kerry lived. She breathed. She kept going. She fought as much as. As hard as it was, she fought so hard to breathe for 16 years. So I couldn't be cross. I couldn't be cross. I had 16 beautiful years. They were hard at times. um, Very little sleep involved. But she was the most amazing little girl that you could ever wish for. And a blessing. She was the best blessing along with my other daughter, Lucy.
0: An An inspirational child is just unbelievable. And then... When you have to say goodbye, it must be just unbelievable as well.
3: Yeah, it's heartbreaking too. When you lose a child like Kerry, who was 24-7, she was like, um, like even during the night, you had to get up to give her medication. So she really was 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then you have people like the nurses, um, like the health nurses that come and visit your doctors, your CRC not alone do you lose your daughter but you lose all those people with that with you so not alone you mourning the loss of your child but you're mourning the loss of all these people who were so involved with you in your life and you go from you know constantly going 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 to then everything is gone it's just a complete and utter loss in every respect to the words And not being able to hold her, because she loved being held. Her favourite place was in my arms, in the corner of the chair. And not to be able to hold her is... there is no words. There actually is no words.
0: Absolutely not. How did you get over it? Or how are you getting over it? Maybe writing Um, this book?
3: This book really, really helped. Um, My family have been amazing um, on both sides. They've been absolutely amazing. Great support, and I've Great friends as well Um, I started for myself I started getting acupuncture and Reiki healings to help me with my grief Um, which has really really helps me and it's pulling me through and so much so that I actually the lady that was giving me Reiki healings I trained under her and I now give Reiki healings to people and it gives me so much joy and when I do the Reiki healings, it's like it's a double whammy, because Kerry comes into every single healing. And I literally, now, even when I'm sitting here, I since the day she passed, I can feel Kerry still breathing inside me. Our bond was just, we were inseparable. We were literally inseparable, me and Kerry. And for that, I am so, so grateful, because to be able to feel your own child literally breathing inside you still, and she's gone four and a half years, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful feeling so it is and um, Kerry gives me strength every day, there's no doubt I feel her around me all the time and um, I managed to build a house especially for Kerry and the minute you walk into the house you feel Kerry's presence continuously, she's just um, she'll never be forgotten
0: How is the rest of your family coping?
3: It's hard to them especially I feel for my mum Mammy is 82 years of age and Mammy um, was with me every step in the way as in like appointments I ended up at one stage having to go to England to a to have an operation and um, she used to get Botox injections every 12 weeks up in Dublin and um, in the latter years she came to all those appointments with me and to hospital appointments far away ones and she was just a tower of strength to me and at 82 years of age to lose your grandchild it's heartbreaking heartbreaking, and she's one of the strongest people I know. But having Kerry been taken from her really has had its toll. The other side of it is uh, you have to get up and go yourself. You do. I've got another gorgeous girl, Lucy. Um, she's 17 um, this month, and um, I was very blessed, very blessed to have her because she's the reason you get up and breathe every single day. But um, and she keeps me going, and she's fun and. We have such good memories. We, all of us, we talk very openly about Kerry. Kerry is never um, not spoken about. and Lucy misses her terribly, but um, we constantly keep her memory alive. And um, it's just, do you know, we'd, Kerry was a really, really happy child. So we try and enhance all that. And I feel Kerry passed away on her 16th birthday and she passed away on her 16th birthday for a reason. So our life would be a celebration and not a sad occasion. And for that, we have to be grateful for that and to enhance Kerry's wishes.
0: Tell me about the book. It's going to be definitely for sale all over the country, I'm sure.
3: Well, I'm trying to get it into bookshops. I self-published, so it's not as easy. So I have to physically go around myself. Um, at the moment, it's in the Honeypot in Clamel. It's in the bookworm in Thurless as of tomorrow. It's hopefully going to be in Kilkenny on Wednesday. Um... It's also in the book market in Clamell, Jimmy O'Sullivan's pharmacy here in Feathered. Um, So I only launched it on Thursday, so I'm only starting to get out and about now. But um, anyone that is willing to take on Kerry's book, I'd be delighted, and all profits that are made are going to go into a trust to help other families. I, I don't want to make any profits from the book. I just want to give back, and hopefully it'll help other families
0: difficult to kind of to move it all you it'd be fantastic to get a uh, topless publisher and, and to get out there all over the all over the country because this deserves nationwide appeal
3: yeah um i did um i did go to a couple of publishers but um because the nature of the book um some places just said it wasn't for them and what they said it was an inspiration book. Certain publishers, certain times of years they do books like this um, but most of them actually said they'd never done a book like this but um, the book is very precious to me so I wanted to be able to keep the rights to the book as well. I was afraid case the rights would be taken from me um, because at the end of the day Kerry is my daughter I don't want... I wouldn't want anything tainted in the book or changed, or and it's um, it is such a beautiful story. As sad as it is at times, but it's a happy book. It's inspirational. It shows what a child like Kerry can achieve. When people see a child like Kerry in a wheelchair, some people would feel pity, but in actual fact, Kerry was never like that. Kerry was um, she brought so much joy to people, and anyone that was ever around Kerry always said that. They always felt happy around her, that she brought so much joy and they felt that their lives were enriched for meeting Kerry and that I definitely do.
0: Claudia it's a great pleasure meeting you. We want to wish you a really good look into the future. Uh, thanks for sharing some of those memories with me and uh, look, at, we're always around and uh, to say hello and uh, every success to you in the f- into the future.
3: Thank you very much. I very much appreciate your time. Thank you ever so much
0: you're very welcome back at uh, to down your way we're here in Fiddle this week in south of the county at the uh, fitted fest uh the tipperary and of the Ward, and all of that uh, Pat pat flinders with
4: us how you doing pat i'm fine Eamon.
0: yeah yeah uh, you're still uh
4: fooling away as i say fooling yeah. away, away at your books. do you enjoy on. them all i love the old books yeah look behind you there now you can see there's lots of stuff from joe Dolan, dickie rock there's a yeah. the sign copy now with joe's which is scarce enough or the ga story tommy Day. Tony Wall, Father Cannon Um There's loads of geo stuff there. And
0: you go to a lot of these book fairs that people uh, I, up I
4: used to, I used to. But uh, diesel has gone very expensive, you know. <laughs> no, but you're meeting uh, so
0: many people on there. You
4: know, you meet people from all over the place, yeah. from Cock to Belfast here. You, you would, have you have you. Have. And lovely crowd of people to meet, have a chat, cup of tea, sandwich and um,
0: it's a, fe- a, method, a fabulous hobby it
4: is a grand old hobby But it's, it's, see the internet now a lot of things destroyed. you can pick up a lovely old book there and it could be 100 years old and you can take your phone out of your pocket and you, you can read the same thing out of it you know it's, it's, that's what it's gone to now I think the internet is great and it's terrible you know it's, it's a good thing it's a brilliant thing Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it destroys a lot of different things, you know. There's the, the programmes there for the centenary year in, 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 do- in Torles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great, great times. You have a lovely great. little stand here. Just kind. You bring in Richard, do you a lot of them? Oh, I do. I bring all that with me this one. Yeah. I'd bring as much more if I had room here, but sure, I haven't. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a copy, there's a, a, a collection of books. I've never seen a full collection of those.
2: The Great Great War,
4: War, yeah, yeah, the Great War. I have a full collection of those, and I've never seen a full collection in my life. you'd see them on the internet. those two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Mm -hmm. but I've never seen the full collection.
0: So, so you'll definitely find maybe a customer here.
4: I hope I will. Yeah. pay for the diesel coming down here man. <laughs> and, and the cup of tea yeah I should it it it's a very hospitable place it is, grand, it is grand nice people down around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. and um,
0: yeah and you do the you do the car boot sales. I well? do
4: that another whole time too so mm. you're up there next week I heard. i am doing a show there yeah, yeah I sure might talk to you up there next week yeah, absolutely you're a whole yeah. different ball game now next week different setup. Your, we'll have a chat
0: on you. anyway. All right, Jim. Every success to you. Thanks to so me, Dr. William Nolan, as well as congratulations, uh, William Nolan, on uh, getting um, receiving Tipperaryana Award 2023.
5: Yeah, thank you very much, Emma. Yeah, it was a. It's always great to uh, be recognised in your own county, and by your own people. And really, I've been coming to the Feather Book Fair for years and years. I think it's gone for 22 years or something now, so uh, under my other hat as a publisher, Geography Publications, uh, we used to come here every year, but the books are getting a bit heavy to carry now, so sometimes we, we come every second year, but we're here this year and I see you now there's a great turnout here, great yeah, crowd.
0: Tell us about the book and, its, and the story behind it.
5: Ah, oh, well the story behind uh, the Young Island book, is it's a long, it's a long drawn out one. Because uh, I began working on it back in uh, the 1980s, I would think. Uh, like we did a book on Tipperary, Tom O'Gran, myself, called Tipperary History and Society. Mm-hmm. And one of the first essays in that uh, book was one by Nicholas Mansra on the local dimensions of revolution. And actually, he talked about visiting uh, the Widow McCormick's house, as it was known then. Mm-hmm. It's now, of course, the Famine Warhouse, uh, 1848. But he visited because he had read an article by Michael Fitzgerald from Ballingarry and the Sunday Press about the warhouse and the way it had been neglected. And the man who owned it, Dan Morris, had died some time previously and the house was used then as an outside farm and it was in danger of, well, declining, in danger of decay. So I think maybe Nicholas Manser's article and Michael Fitzgerald inspired a few of us like uh, Tom McGrath. Tommy Kavanagh and Ballangari and the Martin Marr and a lot of other people. And we all got involved. Uh, we set up a little society. Like, to do anything in Ireland, you have to set up a little committee or whatever. So we set up a little committee, uh, the Ballingarry Young Ireland 1848 Society. And uh, there was a lot of work went on in that and it took a long time, maybe 10, 15 years before we got everything in a sense that was necessary, first of all was we needed to preserve the house the house needed to be uh, preserved for posterity, and also I think we were conscious of the fact that the house had to be taken into state care because uh, 48 is mentioned, not specifically now in the proclamation of 1916, it's one of the six times in which the Irish people rose out in arms as it were to uh, get their uh, independence or to try for independence Uh, so we thought was significant that uh, it was an important building in some respects it was in the same league as the GPO and a lot of the 98 buildings so we thought it uh, the proper that it should be taken to state care and lucky enough there was kind of connections at that time and of course Martin Mansra was in fall TD for Tipperary and he was involved in the Office of Public Works and that, that was under his direction and uh, the girl from Ballingarry, Claire McGrath she was the chairperson of the Office of Public Works and that gave us a bit of a, a lean-to into the, uh, the corridors of power, let's say Absolutely. and between then uh, as you know the house was taken into state care it was declared a national monument first of all uh, the State Bartered of Office of Public Works, and they did a great job in um, uh, the, the conservation of the house and the reconstruction of it, according to the principles mm-hmm. as to what it was like in 1848.
0: I was uh, chatting with Tom McGrath there in Kilcash, the celebration of Kilcash there last summer, and um, in relation to or 1848, and he invited me to visit the warhouse and... Uh, and the whole museum type of thing and uh, we didn't get around to doing it but maybe this
5: year yeah i hope that because i think one of the things about the it, it's, it's a kind of a forgotten revolution in a sense i think the historians have forgotten about it because they would have uh, maybe preferred if it was about a thousand casualties but in some respects it's a model revolution in so far as you're need four or five casualties you know but i think it's much more significant not in a military sense but in a literary and ideological sense because what happened, of course, after 1948, uh, Young Ireland came to an end. Uh, O'Connell's repeal movement came to an end. But these people travelled all over the world. And everywhere they went, they kind of espoused the independence of Ireland from British rule. And the big thing, of course, the big influence of 48 was that the people who went to America, they, and they became the most significant drivers of Irish independence. Because one of the people who was at Ballingarry was uh, James Stevens. He was a very young man, I think he was about 22. But James Stevens, uh, in 1858, he founded the Irish Republican Brotherhood in Dublin. And in America, John O'Mahony and Michael Dohany, from Feathertier, they founded uh, the Fenian Brotherhood. Uh, and and th- those two organisations uh, merged together in some respects and they began to its for Irish independence and Irish freedom because from the Fenians you came down to the IRB you came down through to 1916 and that was when the whole and 1848 really I think the lessons of 1848 was all the literature of that period Uh, they they, they gave a whole background to why Ireland uh, should be independent and they went back into history to prove in the past we had been an independent nation and we'd been a great nation that we had uh, a language of our own and that we have a great uh, literary heritage. And they went back. Now, they didn't write Irish, quite a lot of them, but what they did was to use the Irish sources and they used the the help of people like John O'Donovan and uh, Eugene O'Corry. They developed kind of a great interest in the past in Ireland and through that they built up an idea that, well, we seem to have been an important nation one time And we had our own independence. We had our own kings. Uh, The country was ruled by individual families, as it were, throughout the throughout the whole provinces. And I think that background. They said, "Well, why shouldn't we be a nation again? We're as much entitled as the English or the Welsh or the Scots to call ourselves a nation and to get our own independence and run our own affairs."
0: Not a out of time but, all congratulations of course on the award but you have several publications to your credit over the years and some great some some some, some,
5: some great yeah we have about uh, in all of, in relation to Tipperary we have published uh, 20 books um, of, about Tipperary for example if I talk about Feather for example we have a great book Michael O'Donnell who died a couple of years ago Michael did a great book on the history of Feather just out the road with a great man uh, from Lisrona, Owen uh, O'Neill Colonel Owen O'Neill and Colonel O'Neill, we published a great book on him and South Tipperary, a book called Yvonne. If we go to Clanmel, we published a book by Michael O'Donnell, uh, sorry, not Michael O'Donnell, Sean O'Donnell on Clanmel. And Sean did two books, two great books on, on Clanmel. If I go back to North Tipperary, uh, we published a great book, a biography of uh, Maurice Davin, which was publi- uh, written by Seamus O'Rean, former president of the Gaelic Celtic Association. And really also in relation to feathered, we published a very good uh, account of a servant's life, in a way. It was Mary Healy's book, uh, For the Poor and for the Gentry, where she talked about working for the gentry as a maid in the early days of the 20th century. And we also published a book on Thurlis. It was a kind of a collection of essays for Dr. Morris and various things like that over the years. So we've been... We've been fairly, uh, a bit busy, I suppose you could say.
0: Absolutely. A, a, a great life story as well. Uh, terrific to, to say hello to them down your way here in Feta today, uh, just down the road from Balengarry for the most part. Yes, <laughs>
5: indeed. Well, I'm, I'm actually, well, I'm, I'm from um, Glengool, really, but I, I belong, as I say, I spiritually belong to Cottenhoogl Glengool, but physically I belong to Balengarry because I'm over the hill and we were drawn more towards Ballingarry in a sense than towards Glengool and then my mother came from Ballingarry and my father from Glengool Parish so I'm a kind of a mixture of Ballingarry and Gortnahu.
0: Historian Dr. William Olland, every success and thanks for being yes. with us
5: Thank you very much, thank you
0: Well I hope Indeed you very welcome back to the final part of uh, Down Your Way I was getting hungry a little bit earlier I said I'd drop in for a cup of tea into the kitchen, how are you?
3: Oh, very well, thanks. It's going very well. Um, and your name is? M- uh, my name is Joan, and we have some girls from the transition year helping us. They come every year, and we just do this as a facility just for the... For the
0: occasion? Yes, yeah. And what a special occasion.
3: Absolutely. The Book Fair is just one of the most incredible yeah. uh, festivals to kind of go on. It's not really a festival, but my God, do they come from all over. And yeah, we get busy baking, and... Mm-hmm. Have the facility, you know, for them.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant when people come here. It's just magic to get a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, whatever. 100%
3: mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. You to look at,
0: nice to say hello. I know you're, you're kind of busy trying to deal with people and all the rest. We really want to wish you well. And thanks indeed for the hospitality and all of that kind of thing.
3: No problem. Thank you very much
6: indeed.
0: Teresa Gushelbara. How are you, Teresa?
6: I'm good. Thank you. I like the name. Well, it's, it's an Austrian name originally. <laughs> I've been I've been in Ireland 35 years now. Yeah. Not that the accent would so tell you is that. Home, is this home from home now? Well it's definitely home, so actually, yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Tell us about uh, your book and your and all of that kind of story if you hear from Clarmel.
6: Well I'm i run Clarmel Apafest. We've been in business for six years now, and in the last three years we've made books. Uh, uh, in conjunction with community writers from the area so people who volunteered to uh, harvest stories and so the first year we did a, a book around migrants, around people who came into into the region from elsewhere in Europe or further afield and then last year we did a book on the artisans of Clarmel and so we had a selection of artisans people who work with their hands in the Clarmel area and then In 2023, we did a book that was extremely popular called The Elders of Clarmel. So older people, you kind of need to be over 75 to qualify, you know, which so and we had a, a lovely nomination process where people suggested someone. And so we got a selection of 13 older people and 13 writers meeting them and uh, sharing the story of these people, and how they grew up in Clomel, and what, what would they do as children and as young people in Clomel, and, and also what businesses they might have started here. And it's very popular, it's in its fourth print run. We're very proud that we're using a local printer, line Print from Cashel, Very, very good, excellent business uh, that I would highly recommend for anyone who's looking for print service, especially books. A lovely man as well. And um, so, yeah, we're we're here today at the fair to uh, sell the book for 12 euros uh, or two for 20. (laughs) And uh, next year, for 2024, we're hoping to do a project around apple trees and orchards.
0: So, quite a few of them around Clanmel.
6: yeah indeed and so we'll be looking for people to submit stories around you know orchards they know of or knew of because I think Clamel used to have a lot more orchards than it has now at least you know private orchards I mean of course there's Bulmers now but there used to be lots of small orchards in the town itself oh, lovely
2: lovely
0: so, lovely story. indeed we wish you well we're t- getting tidy on time I know on the programme but uh, every success to you thank you very much and you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, James and Brida Hayes are with me. Uh, we're in front of the stage and they're telling the story of uh, Leonard Ahlero and beyond. How are you doing, folks? Very well, thank you. Yeah, Congratulations on, on the book. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's impre- yeah. It looks impressive. Yeah. Thank you. It is, it is, there's, only one, there's only one bullet in it. <laughs> doing very the, well, yeah. The other side of it all is, of course, it is an impressive place, uh, Leonard Ahlero.
5: He's... T- T-
6: Lot of, lot of history there. A lot okay. of history. Yeah, there. Yeah.
5: Right. yeah, yeah. a yeah. 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 um, serious bit of history in that book. Yeah. At the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look at uh, that! Congratulations, you on the book, and I hope it does well. If, the, if people do not here today, but they listen to it on the radio, how can yeah. they get the book?
5: Oh, Fitzpatrick's Printers. They can get it in the Turlas
0: in, in in a, book Bookworm at the book. Bookworm. In bookworm.
6: Torlis, yeah, and she's at, uh, it's at Catherine Richard. Connell's in Bansha. And the butchers in Banja, and then it's in Moroni's in Fernan. They could
5: yeah. also get it in Mitchellstown. The, um, yeah. the favorite in, the Mitchelsta-
6: the Mitchelsta-
5: in Mitchellstown. Mitchellstown have it. Yeah, that's a wooden part of it, and it's okay. a man that built up Mitchellstown Creamery. Yeah. 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 yeah, so
2: we, we, we
0: might we, we, you, we, we might get to to see Glenavarhalo, and maybe maybe from you guys, and maybe do a bit of a tour of it, and all that kind of thing, maybe. Why, well, why, Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. all right.
6: Yeah. Okay,
0: listen, every success and thanks for being with us
7: on the programme.
6: Thank you very oh, much. Oh, thank you yeah. very
5: much, thank, thank you. you.
7: Yeah. Sean Ugent is with me. How are you doing, Sean? I'm great, um, um, Eamon, yeah, great now. Yeah. Lovely to be here today at the Feather Book Fair. Great crowd, great footfall and that, and yeah. great chats with people. I suppose that's one of the big things I find about it. There are certain people that I meet only once a year, and that's at the Feather Book Fair.
0: Yeah, and you still have a massive collection.
7: I still have a good bit of stuff. I'm trying to get rid of it now because I'm afraid that someone else will get rid of it if I don't get rid of it, you know? Yeah. So that's I, I, when
0: you're talking about getting rid of it, it's just uh, sell it slowly, isn't well, uh, it? Well,
7: winding down as far as uh, book collections <laughs> are concerned. Well,
0: yeah. you're dragged into it over
7: the years, aren't you? Actually, yeah. Like, yeah once you have stuff and you, you match programmes, I suppose, particularly. Although the, the book fair here now isn't really... Um, is not really a GA book. Well, there's a lot of great GA material here now, and great, great books and that. But it's um, it's probably more over historical yeah. um, books and that kind of thing, you know.
0: 30, a former chairman, of course, of the GA here in County Tipperary, and indeed, a fantastic knowledge of the sport and and indeed of the the people that's involved in it.
7: Well, of course, you'd, you'd learn your way as you come up along. Like I walked with great people uh, on my way up, I suppose, and uh, I, I hope that I learned from them, like, uh, a lot about, I suppose, the history of the association and maybe, I suppose, the way to manage things and that as well, like, so, again, a bit of experience, I suppose, uh, from, from those great people of, of the past.
0: Yeah,
7: the last time we were chatting with you, you were doing the field on the Kilchilan That's right, uh, amen Yeah, yeah. We're we after making great progress now. in In 2023, we hope to be opening it for play uh, uh, sometime around May, maybe towards the end of May, depending on on the growth, I suppose. You know, because those sand-based pitches, like they take a little bit of time to yeah. before you can win on them, like to, to play. But weather and and growth and things in the spring here now will. We'll tell a tale, but we're, we're hoping everything. Everton seems to be fine. Um, we're looking forward to seeing our teams and other teams as well from around the division and that taken taken to the field there in, uh, in the year ahead. This is our centenary year, you know, and uh, we were founded uh, in in, in uh, 1924. The present club was founded, although we go back to the very early days of the association in the parish in regard to playing football particularly, and and then Horan came into the scene as we, as we developed.
0: Speaking of, of football, you had a, a massive team in your day, but I was down with uh, P.T. Savage last week. We were doing a program in, in Ard Finnan. That's right, yeah. Fantastic. Season. Over to the opening of the new field down in Kilchiland. and, Grand, and, and maybe you come
7: that day. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Lovely, great. Thanks, good thanks, be, Eamon. Good,
0: good to be with us, Sean.
7: Great, thanks, Eamon. Teddy Cunningham, one of the
0: founding members of. Uh, <laughs>
8: Of the, of, of the book club. Yeah, OK, the book fair here in Federal, yeah, thanks, uh, yeah. That's true, yeah, I mean, it was 1996, 90, it was the yeah. first one, because actually, it was the RA ceasefire of 94, I went up to Armagh, wound Godchild, I went up to meet my friend who's here today, James Ivalale, he was a book dealer, and he told me about book fairs, and I came home, and the following year, we ran the book fair here, started in 96. All so, right, yeah. So, yeah, so... Get some
0: strength and, strength and uh, it's, it, and
8: it's a nice idea. Okay, it's a great idea. I mean, there was a couple of things, like, obviously, the, the idea was to make some funds for the Historical Society, but the other reason is also is to, to save some books. People didn't know people were dumping them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? If and now, at least, people give them to us. Uh, that yeah. makes money for us to donate books to us, and we sell them, and it saves the books, if you know what I mean. Yeah, There's yeah, five yeah. or 600 people come through the place, yeah. and dealers, so... Oh, yeah. At least they're not dumped the books. You know, mm-hmm. and there's people looking for us. It, so it's no, it's, it it worked from it worked from year one. Yeah. It worked from year one. And as well as that, you have some fantastic contributors as well. You know, with the stalls here year after year. Yeah, no, it does great. I mean, there's, there is the, no. It works. It's funny. Uh, success. If punters come, if they the dealers come, and if dealers come, punters come. You have to keep. You have to keep get keep rolling. All, you have to keep them all happy. You have to keep it rolling. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, it's a, a success breeds success. You know what I mean? And yeah, then, yeah. as a, as you know, like the authors too, we try to get people uh, from the previous year who write the prairie books yeah. to give them a free stall, yeah. and they come and sell their books and talk to the country, and yeah. people come. It's like kind of the old horse fairs of all I've had of talking about it. You wouldn't you meet people only every year. I, I'm down that country to go to the Tallahasse Fair and it's the same here people they meet here every year you know yeah, people yeah. and yeah, yeah. and uh, that's it's kind of it's kind of like that it's a meeting place and it's a meeting shop that kind of Can thing. Come in, it's a real pleasure thanks for saying a lot to us here ok that's fine ok I mean, thank you thank you yeah
0: That's our program for this week. My thanks to all our guests on this week's program. Don't forget, we'll be back with another edition of Down Your Way at the same time next week. From all of us on the program, have a very good week. Bye-bye.